Luke chapter 13. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you all likewise perish. And he told this parable, and a a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, look, for three years now, I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called over and said to to her, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And he said these, as he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the people rejoiced at all the, all the glorious things that were done by him. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden and it grew and became a tree and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again, he said to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid in the in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has arisen and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer to you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you came from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place, there will be weeping, gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves are cast out. And the people will come from east and west and from north and south and will recline at the table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, go and tell that fox, 
Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken. And I tell you, you will not see me until you say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jackson. So we're continuing on with Jesus just bringing the spice and the jackhammer (laughs) with him wherever he goes. And, you know, he, the second section today is this parable of a barren fig tree, um, which is basically, you know, this promise that trees that don't bear fruit will be cut down. And, you know, while that's definitely applicable on sort of like a personal level, I think really Jesus is setting up, this is all building up to Jerusalem and really as a symbol of the old covenant, the people of the old covenant, you know, they, they were planted they were given seed and water, and yet they could not bear fruit. Yeah. And so Jesus is coming to to replace it. Yeah. And, and, you know, there is this stirring image where some of the children of Abraham will sit outside the city and watch people from all nations, from the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south, <laughs> which, you know, this is a radical idea at the time. But they are going to draw near and enter Zion, and they're going to be held outside. And so very radical teaching. Uh, very intense, but we, we just see so much of God's goodness, God's heart for all people, his heart for the least of the people. And so what do you make of, you know, there's there's a lot here that we're not going to get into, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, what do you make of these teachings? Yeah, it's hard to know where to start here because, yeah, you know, you, you want to kind of dive into each of these little stories. Um, but I, I think the image of the mustard seed and the leaven is in a lot of ways encapsulating the whole of this chapter. But, you know, as you pointed out, if we're thinking in terms of the old covenant and and the seed giving uh, way to a tree and the fruit of the tree being barren, that, that's mm. kind of the, the picture of the Old Testament. And, and this people that were chosen uh, by God to be a blessing to all nations continually stumble over themselves, continually make shipwreck make shipwreck of their faith. They continually uh, shake their fist at God. Mm. And, and Jesus comes and says, okay, l- let me teach you a little bit about what the, what the kingdom of God is like. It's like a mustard seed. It's, it's, it's a reversal of expectations in a sense. Like you think that it's going to come in grandeur. It's going to come with the parade, but I'm telling you, it's going to start small, but it's going to grow. And it's going to grow and it's going to grow and it's going to grow to the point where it's lavish and where it's lush and where it bears much fruit to the point where even uh, even birds can make their home in the tree. Yeah. And similarly, you've got the image of the leaven um, that, that starts with a little bit of leaven and then before too long, it spreads throughout the entire flower and so that it was all leaven. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, there's this reversal of expectations that kind of is, weave, is woven throughout this passage, um, you know, you've got these Jewish people who uh, they think that they're the ones who have it all together. And, and Jesus' message to them is repent, mm. repent. I'm warning you, your time is running out to repent. And it, and it concludes 
with this just terribly sad uh, lament on Jesus' behalf where he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, mm. the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. And we'll, we know uh, how true that is and how that will uniquely affect Jesus and the apostles in short order. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings mm. and you were not willing. Mm. Behold, your house is forsaken. It's just terribly sad. Mm. And yet, as sad as it is and as rightful, as right as it is that the judgment of God is going to rest upon Jerusalem and the people who have forsaken God, it ends with this note of hope. And I tell you, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hmm. So even in the midst of great judgment, there's still this little uh, hope held out for grace to be extended to the people of God. So hmm. pretty incredible passage. Absolutely. I love, uh, you got to love they they're like get out go away herod wants to kill you you just says go tell that fox <laughs> i cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow and the third day i finish my course uh just awesome moment yes no deep insight there for me <laughs> just awesome moment well that's an example though of the kingdom of god coming in power so you know totally. it starts in this humble way and it's growing totally. and growing and jesus is dis- is exp- um displaying the stuff of the kingdom Come on. in how he is uh, rebuking or chastising that old yeah, fox. Yeah, yeah, That's a much deeper insight than I have. <laughs> I'm just like, that's sick. Jesus, cool. But so back to the seed idea, you know, uh, this is a little bit of a, a rabbit trail, but have you heard of the Svalbard Global Seed Vault? Oh, no. Okay, this is an interesting oh, thing I'm, I'm that so really exists. Uh, it's, it's up in the Arctic Circle, like north of Norway. And huh. it's like in this like, tiny little glacier like ice island that is like the property i guess of norway and uh basically it's kind of like this uh universal like global effort where they've built they've dug into the ice and it's like deep 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 down in there they've built this little bank and just in the side of this like icy mountain there's this concrete door that sticks out it's, it looks like a movie set it's but, where the bad guys from James Bond live. Yeah, literally, literally, you're like Superman's cave. <laughs> like it's it's hilarious. But anyways, in this uh, global seed vault, which is like very much a thing and operational, and there's like people working there right now. Basically, all the nations of the earth have been sending their seeds, and so like there's crates that say uh, North America, or they say like United States. There's there's crates from the Republic of North Korea, and from China, and from you know, like countries in Africa. And basically it's a doomsday prep wow. project that all these governments are like low key involved in um, because it's like, if there's ever sort of like nuclear fallout or whatever, and we like ruin the earth, they're storing away all these seeds so that they can like revegetate. And I think it's interesting because if you're wondering why the heck I'm talking about this, <laughs> we don't live, you know, like I don't see a seed and see like a ton of value Mm -hmm. because we don't live in an agricultural society. Right. You know, and, and, um, you know, you might grow like there's like urban farming and stuff. People will like grow stuff for fun and you might have a little vegetable garden, but you know, the, a seed, especially in this sort of society, it's such a unique thing because in one way it's like this worthless, it's a seed, you know, it's tiny, it's insignificant, it's forgettable. But in another sense, it's like, all, you know, your career, your money, your financial standing, the stability of your family is all pent up 
in this tiny little seed and the potential that's within it. And we see Jesus use the seed as a parable, as a, as a metaphor for the kingdom of God. We see him use it as a, a metaphor for faith, which mm-hmm. I think these are, are very paralleled right. here. And what great comfort, because, you know, Jesus is laying down, he's basically saying that they've all missed the point. And like mm-hmm. Jerusalem, he, he's lamenting over it because of how lost in their ways they are. Yeah. And I think it's easy to to get discouraged and think, oh, like the way is so complicated. Like the way to follow Jesus is so complicated and there's so many facets and, and, and things. And of course, in a way, like studying scripture and, and following Jesus, it's not easy. But at the end of the day, what is it like? It's like a seed. Yeah. And, and if you have that seed of faith, then then everything grows from that and you just have to take care you know like if you're if you're growing uh like a lime tree or something at your house you don't need to go polish the leaves you don't need to like water the the leaves or you know mess with the branches you just water the seeds and and send water to the roots and so i I think it's such a deep and, and fascinating image that jesus uses and uh you know the question that all these stories beg is, well, I want to be on the on the right side. Like I want to enter into the city of God. Right. Like I want to enter the kingdom. And there's great encouragement here that, you know, this woman with the disabling spirit, what does she do? She just draws an ear and self-abandoning hope that maybe Jesus can heal her. Yeah. And that's the seed. Yeah. And, and, you know, she will enter into the kingdom of God and all the people who, who, have totally missed the point and they've built this insane trellis, this insane, you know, farmland around it, but they, they forgot the seed, you know, they're going to miss out on the harvest. And so it's a great warning and a great comfort that it's like, just look to Jesus. And, yep. and, you know, it's not this huge legalistic barricade system, but it's just look to Jesus. And, and you know, that is the seed through which his kingdom will grow in you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Oh, is is yeah. the my, is the idea that comes to mind there? But at the same time, the the great warning is present too. You know, you may have the right pedigree, you may have the right last name, you might have been in your church uh, your entire life, but those things do not somehow, by osmosis, impart faith to you mm-hmm. in the risen Lord, and and, and so you know, we can't just kind of rest on our laurels and just think that by our good name or by our good standing, we will get into the kingdom of God. No, if that is what we're banking on, we will be of those who, uh, like the, the Jews that are being warned, will will stand there on the final day and say, no, like that there's no place for you. The, the, the narrow door is the way that we enter into. Mm. And so come to me, uh, humble, come to me, open-handed, come to me, uh, and and I will not cast you out. Mm. Amen. Well, a great word to meditate on, and you know, go back and just dig through these passages and search for uh, the the spirit and these things. So for Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.